Welcome to The God Solution, a place where we discuss solid evidence for the Christian faith and interviews with leading Christian apologists. Each week, you'll be encouraged in your faith and equipped to defend it and share it in your daily life. You can find out more about The God Solution at godsolutionshow.com. Now, here's your host, Nate Herbst. Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I am so excited that you're tuned back in today. Welcome back to The God Solution. Today, we're going to be concluding our two-part interview with Dr. Hugh Ross about his newest book, Always Be Ready. Again, this is an incredible book on evangelism. It's full of stories that you just simply won't believe. They're true because I know Dr. Ross is telling us the truth in this book. These are amazing stories. It's also full of ideas for how to share your faith and encouragements from God's Word about why we need to be sharing our faith. It is a book that everybody should pick up. If you didn't hear last week's show, that's available at godsolutionshow.com under the Past Shows tab. And let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Hugh Ross. He's an astrophysicist and a pastor. When was the last time you heard those two things in the same sentence? Not often. He is a brilliant scientist and a man of God that is committed to ministry. He's also a well-respected Christian apologist. Some people claim that he's in the top five Christian apologists alive today. So whatever you think about Dr. Ross, and I know different people have different opinions on him, I just pray that you give him the benefit of a doubt and respect what he has to say, especially on this topic about evangelism. He's challenging us to share our faith boldly, to defend it when objections come up, and to help others find Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. It's important that we do that. We've been commanded to as believers. It's also a privilege to join God in what he's doing and sharing our faith. I've always said that apologetics and evangelism go hand in hand, and this is a perfect example of it right here in this book. Without any further ado, let's get to the second part of our interview with Dr. Hugh Ross. Last week, we talked a lot about evangelism and specifically the role of apologetics in evangelism. And we talked about the importance of having good science and how we can use science to point people to the truth that there is a God and creator of this universe. And then from there, we can use God's word to help them understand the plan of salvation. So obviously, apologetics is important in evangelism. So what about those who fear that they're not ready for this? There are a lot of people out there listening going, I'd love to share my faith, but I'm terrified I'm going to get that hard question I can't answer. How does that person prepare to be able to give a defense? Well, there's always hard questions you're not going to be able to answer, and it's quite okay to tell the person you're talking to, I don't have a good answer for that, or I don't know. Uh, but will you give me a chance to try to get an answer for you? Can we talk about this, say, next week? Uh, make an appointment with them. And what I share with people in the book is, hey, we've been working on uh, this evangelism, preparing good reasons now for 35 years. We've developed a lot of resources. We're here to help you. So just reassuring people that, hey, Reasons to Believe is here to back you up. When you get into one of those tough spots, contact us. And let's see if we can help you, and let's see if we can uh, actually uh, provide the reasons that this non-Christian is asking us. So just realizing there are resources out there, I think, makes a big difference. I mean, I always carry books and DVDs with me, 
because I realize, look, I'm probably only going to have two or three minutes here, uh, but if I can present something to them. And I think what's important, don't give people something generic like a track. You want to give them something that's specific to the very issues that they're raising. So that's why I carry around with me a variety of resources so that I can give them something that will be personal to their questions, their issues, and say, hey, you know, after I had a chance to look at this, can we talk? And now these days you can set up a Skype meeting. So, I mean, for example, I meet people in the airplane. I can say, you know, here's my Skype address, and we can continue this conversation after you've had a chance to check this thing out. I, I love the fact that you're willing to continue to engage with people after the fact. So many people are just not going to make time for that. They're, gonna, they're, they're basically going to go on with their life, and they're not going to think that making time for this precious unbeliever is worth it. How well, would you... the wonderful thing about social media. I mean, I tell people, look, I've got a Twitter page uh, and a Facebook page. Uh, but I don't uh, have anything personal on it. I just basically use that exclusively for answering people's questions and posting up short articles or references to science journals that give more evidence for the Christian faith and just say, hey, you got questions? You can uh, post a question to me on Facebook or Twitter. And almost everybody's on Facebook and Twitter these days, and that gives you an opportunity to have an impact that's way beyond uh, just your personal contacts. So you also say this in the book, and I want to. I think this relates to what we're talking about here. I'm hearing from you, Dr. Ross, a, a sense of willingness to engage the person where they're at. I'm, I mean, let's just face it. You're a busy guy. You run a ministry. You're speaking all over the world. You're writing um, books every year. It's, it's funny. I was thinking last week, I wonder when Anastasia is going to send me Dr. Ross's next book. <laughs> But you're just, it's almost predictable that books are coming out. I mean, you're a busy guy, you're a famous guy, you're well-known, but you're making time for these people that are seeking. That, to me, is a heart that we all need to uh, to come to grips with, with the Lord. He has to do that work in our heart. You say this in your book, Christ's plan for my day and my time trumps my plan. Right. What do you mean by that? Well, it's all about people. I mean, yeah, I love writing books. Uh, I love doing interviews and, uh, you know, doing DVDs and, uh, you know, answering people's questions. But, but nothing replaces the face-to-face engagement with people. And I look at the ministry of Jesus. Uh, he spent more time talking to people privately than he did to large crowds. Mm. So just realizing, okay, uh, it's that um, that. You know, personal immersion. If people are going to be able to see your Christian demeanor, you're going to need face-to-face time with them. So what do you say to that Christian that's listening right now that just thinks, you know, I'm busy, uh, I'm insecure, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if I have what it takes to make the time for that person. How would you speak to that person's heart? Could you just convince them that they should follow your example in prioritizing the unbeliever and making time for that person? Well, that's what we're here for. I mean, uh, you know, we're going to be able to spend eternity with God and one another in the new creation, but right now he's given us a mission. God is calling all of his people uh, to take the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ to all the people groups of the world. And he's only giving each of us a few decades to do that. So that should be high priority uh, in our life. 
and uh, you know, take what opportunities God gives you. And I think when you see God supernaturally bringing people to you, you realize, okay, this is a priority for God. The fact that he's actually doing these kinds of miracles to make this happen, that tells me this is important for him. It also tells me I'm not going to be wasting my time on this person. This is clearly something that God has set up. That's awesome. You know, Mark Cahill says uh, 300 million years from now, the only thing that will matter is who is in heaven and who is in hell. And if that's the only thing that will matter then, it should be a major factor in what we do now. And I think that that's a, a, just an absolutely good way of putting it. We need to prioritize the things that are important. Okay, let me ask you a question about something else in your book. You, and I love this about, about your book, you hit the nail on the head talking about having the gift of evangelism. I hear so often that you have to have the gift of evangelism to share your faith. And I think most often that's an excuse. We're all called to be evangelists. We're all called to share the good news. That's a privilege that we all get to do. What do you say to those people? I mean, you wrote about it in the book, but what would you say to those that say, I don't need to share my faith because I don't have the gift of evangelism? Well, several times I've taught courses in churches on spiritual gifts. And what I point out to them, there is no gift of evangelism. There's also no gift of hospitality because God commands all of us to be involved in hospitality and evangelism. Now, he does give us spiritual gifts, and we're to use whatever spiritual gift God gives us to do evangelism and to do hospitality, and to recognize that hospitality and evangelism go together. Hospitality is basically me giving time uh, to engage another human being. So, yeah, we usually think of others providing food and drink, but ultimately, it's giving of our personal time. And so realizing the two go together and realizing this is something that God wants everybody to do, and he's promised to supernaturally assist us in both of those endeavors. And so in that sense, there is no excuse. We're all called to be evangelists. And God's going to use whatever weaknesses and strengths and experience we have uh, to reach people that he has called in advance to hear and respond to our message. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution. You can find out more about The God Solution at godsolutionshow.com. We're interviewing Dr. Hugh Ross about his most recent book, Always Be Ready. So Barna says that fewer and fewer Christians are sharing the gospel, and that's tragic. You know, I think he also said that out of the demographics that are increasing in evangelism, millennials are are that demographic that's exciting but speaking to those that maybe are not sharing their faith how would you challenge them what what would you say to your fellow christians that are shrinking back from this opportunity well as a pastor watching people who are backing away from evangelism it's typically because they've had a bad experience mm. you know they've talked with somebody and they wound up being embarrassed or they wound up being shown to be foolish uh, or not sufficiently educated on the matter. And, uh, you know, it's such an embarrassing experience. They say, I'm never going to expose myself like that again, and they stop doing it, which is why I think the first part of First Peter 3.15 is so important. Mm -hmm. Prepare good reasons. And what I tell people in the book is test those good reasons. You know, and when you engage non-Christians, ask them what they think about your reasons. And if they tell you they're terrible reasons, uh, find out why. And that's your pathway to develop better reasons. 
So rather than just saying, hey, I'm not going to do that again, I'm going to avoid talking about the Christian faith, I'll find out and also say it's a great way to develop the gentleness, respect, and a pure conscience that the latter part of that verse speaks about. I've discovered that non-Christians are quite eager to tell me where I'm being obnoxious in the way I'm sharing my faith. Uh, but it's a great way for me to, uh, you know, be humble, uh, repent of what I've done, and say next time I'm going to take that to heart and I'm going to use a different approach. So again, ask questions. Non-Christians will tell you where your reasons are uh, not good, uh, where they're. In fact, I've found that non-Christians are very good at showing me how to develop better reasons. They'll say, you know, if you did it this way, I'd be more receptive. Well, I can really help me the next time. So let me read you a quote. It says, God really does prepare people for us to share his love with, but it might not be exactly who we're expecting. I've definitely encountered that before where I thought, are you serious, God? This is who you want me to share with? Do you have any stories like that? I got a lot of stories like Mm -hmm. that in the book where, you know, I'm sharing with somebody, say, in an airport, and I'm not getting very far with that person. But what I didn't know is there were four people listening in. That person walks away, and I wind up having some wonderful conversations. Or I tell stories about being on an airplane and sharing with some skeptical atheist, but there's a row of people behind me that are hanging on every word. I just spoke uh, in church last week in my message about a similar story. I was sharing with an atheist that would come to my table every week. This is about 10 years ago. And he would say, uh, give me a verse for the day. And I'd pull out a little Gideon's New Testament, and I'd be flipping through it. It was before we had the smartphones with the apps. And he'd say, stop. And I'd just stop wherever, wherever he you know, said stop. Just so happened that day that I stopped at Ephesians 2. And so I read 8 and 9 about salvation by grace through faith. And I explained what that meant to him very clearly, shared the gospel with him. And he said, thanks for the verse of the day. And he went on. This was a pretty regular occurrence. He would ask kind of for fun every time he saw me, and we had a a fun kind of back and forth that way. I didn't know it, but that day somebody was listening in on our conversation. About a week later, a guy named Matt was in the restroom, and I happened to be in the restroom at the same time, and he said, hey, I don't want this to sound awkward, but I was eavesdropping on your conversation last week. And I said, really? And he said, it it hit me that that's what's always been missing in my life, and I made that decision to, to believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord. Wow. Exactly what wow. you're saying. I, I wasn't talking yeah. to him at all. I was talking to somebody completely different that, truth be told, ended up just walking away, not being impacted. All the while, this other man was profoundly impacted. Well, I tell stories about that, how that happened in my childhood. I was not raised in a Christian home. But I tell a story about my parents taking me on a shopping trip in downtown Vancouver, and there was a street preacher I heard at most 15 seconds of his preaching before my parents yanked me away, uh, but I didn't forget those 15 seconds of words he was speaking. Hmm. Well, we've talked about a whole lot today. Uh, We've talked about taking the initiative. We've talked about apologetics and the importance of apologetics and evangelism. We've talked about fearlessness and being fearless in trusting the Holy Spirit that God's given us to step out with him as our partner in evangelism. We've talked about God miraculously drawing people to us, people that he's put in our paths to share with, and the importance of surrendering to the Lord with our schedule, and even realizing he might speak to somebody 
that is overhearing the conversation. We've talked a lot about saying yes to God and those different opportunities and trusting God with our own doubts. Uh, I just wanted to make a note for the audience. Uh, Gary Habermas wrote a book years ago called The Thomas Factor, Using Your Doubts to Grow Closer to God. And I think that is available at GaryHabermas.com as a free PDF download. I think it's out of print, so he has the PDF up there. But as well, we Nate, while you're mentioning that, uh, mm-hmm. we're actually giving away for free a chapter of Always Be Ready. Oh, nice. If you go to reasons.org slash Ross, we'll give you a free chapter. Nice. Now, you also said something a minute ago that I, I wanted to give you a chance to elaborate on. You said if somebody's ever having trouble, they could get in touch with Reasons, and you guys would help them out. Uh, tell me what kind of resources you have for those that, that don't want to get into a conversation that they're not ready for. Well, a lot of our people just simply give stuff away. I mean, for example, there's a lady I know who has not read a single one of my books, but she's given away over 200 copies. Wow. And it's just because she's, I know these books are effective in bringing people to faith in Christ. And so I just always keep myself stocked up, and when I got an opportunity, I give a book away. So it doesn't have to be a book. It could be a DVD, an audio message. Uh, sometimes just give people a link to something on YouTube. But, uh, you know, be prepared. And so every time I get to share my faith, I always want to leave them with some kind of follow-up item. So, uh, you know, sometimes people just have business cards with them with, you know, here's where you can go uh, if you want to learn more about this, some kind of link. And that's the wonder about being the 21st century. There's so many different ways that you can encourage people to follow up on the conversation you just had. Absolutely. I encourage you that are listening to do that, to have some of those resources and to be ready to leave them with uh, people that need them. All right, so we're wrapping up our uh, second part of this interview with you. I want to come back to the, the main thing of evangelism. There are people listening right now. They've, they've heard you talking about sharing your faith and these crazy, awesome stories and evidence and this and that. And I, they, maybe they're just wrestling. Am I really going to do this? Am I really going to take that step? So talk to them as a pastor. Talk to them about what should, what should they do tomorrow morning when they wake up or tonight. What's the first step? What's the second step? How do they actually put into practice what you're telling them? Well, I think the first step is uh, praying and asking God to reveal to them uh, opportunities. And uh, again, how do you know that God's giving you an opportunity? Ask people questions, and as soon it'll become obvious, hey, this is really an opportunity uh, being set up uh, by God's Holy Spirit. And I think, too, to be encouraged by the miraculous things God will do. I mean, for example, I read the book of Exodus, here are God's people who saw amazing miracles, but after a few years went by where they weren't seeing anything, uh, their faith started to wane. And I think as a pastor, one of the things I've noticed, if people are not experiencing the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit in their lives on a regular basis, uh, their faith does tend to wane. And so I think one of the big reasons you want to be active in always being ready to share your faith, it's a guaranteed way to see God performing miracles through your life, and that's going to encourage your faith and strengthen you. And there'll be times when you're facing some kind of crisis, a health crisis, a financial crisis, or a family crisis, and those past experiences of seeing God at work is going to really help you to be strong 
in the face of those crises that are bound to happen to all of us. Absolutely. Well, I encourage you, if you're in the Albuquerque area, come to the Missions Conference at Hoffmantown this weekend. I'll be teaching on this topic, on evangelism, and we will be taking people out witnessing. So definitely a great opportunity to put some of this into practice. All right, so at the end of the day, what is the main takeaway you want for the reader of Always Be Ready? That if you prepare good reasons for the hope that you have in Jesus Christ, and can deliver those reasons with gentleness, respect, and a clear conscience, you'll personally witness on a regular basis God performing miracles in your life in those encounters uh, to bring people to know him as creator, Lord, and Savior. And the first few times it happens, you'll think it's a coincidence. When it's happened a few dozen times, you'll know the Spirit of God is actually using you. And moreover, the Spirit of God is going to transform you. That's how you build Christian character, is actually ministering on God's behalf to people that are out there. Don't miss out. Amen. I agree with that. Okay, now, I'm encouraging people to pick up this book, Always Be Ready, and to learn to share your faith, and to always be ready to share your faith in any and every situation. I have one last question about sharing your faith, Dr. Ross. You use your testimony a lot, and I know you even talk about people on your team that share copies of your testimony on a frequent basis. Uh, In this book, I read about Nina, I believe, that carries CDs of your testimony around, handing them out. Right, right. Okay, what's the power of a testimony? We've talked about the book, Always Be Ready. We've talked about apologetics. God's worked in every believer's life in a very real way, and that's something that a skeptic can't say is not real. You've shared your testimony in evangelism frequently. Others share yours and theirs. How can we share our testimonies in evangelism in a way that, that God can use those to reach people? Well, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've got a story of how God reached out and brought you into the fold of the Christians. So you've got a reason to uh, share with people for why this is important for you. And yeah, how can you deny a personal story? And I think, you know, with non-Christians, if they can hear several dozen of those stories, it begins to make them wonder, wow, maybe this God is real. Mm. And so I tell people, be prepared to give a 10-second story of how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Have a 30-second story ready, all the way up to a 30-minute story. You never mm-hmm. know, because I often get asked that question. I tell a story in the book, for example, of being in the Soviet Union during the communist era and how this one physicist stood up and said, please, I want to know how you became a Christian. Hmm. And I got to share it with seven other physicists. All right. Well, any last comment before we wrap it up? Always be ready. There's an adventure out there that God doesn't want you to miss out on. Well, thanks so much for all you listening. Definitely check out more at reasons.org, reasons.org, and definitely pick up Dr. Ross's newest book, Always Be Ready. Dr. Ross, it's been a pleasure, like always. Thank you so much for joining us on The God Solution Show. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Dr. Ross. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, sure. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed this second part of our interview with Dr. Hugh Ross. He had a lot to share about why we, as Christians, need to be sharing our faith. I was encouraged afresh to share my faith. I hope you have been also. You know, as I've shared my faith for many, many years, I've found it to be one of the most incredible parts of the Christian life. We all deal with fear. We all have insecurities. But when we can get past those, there's a life of adventure that awaits any 
who would follow the Lord in sharing their faith. I got to tell you a little story of something that happened to me. I went snorkeling with my wife in Hawaii about 11 years ago. It's kind of been a long time since then. And anyway, I wasn't used to this sensation of putting my face into the water and breathing. So even though I had a snorkel on my head, when I tried to breathe underwater, I panicked, I freaked out, I started hyperventilating, and it was a very miserable experience because of my fear for a while and my unwillingness to just relax and breathe. But as I learned how to snorkel and how to breathe air, even though my face was underwater, came quickly to my wife. It took me maybe half an hour or an hour to get the the process figured out. But as I began to step through that fear, I realized this incredible life and and this incredible uh, biodiverse reef that was right below the water's surface. And I was amazed by all the fish that were swimming by my face. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. But I had to push through that, that fear to experience all that God had for me that day. That is a lot like evangelism. We can be tempted to hyperventilate and freak out about evangelism, but when we can just simply trust the Lord, like Dr. Ross reminded us to in this interview, and step through that fear, surrendering to him, there is a life of abundance, meaning, and significance behind that fear. So I encourage you to take what you heard about sharing your faith and to trust the Holy Spirit that God's given you to empower you to share his words with boldness and to step through your fear and to surrender to him and allow him to use you. There is a life of adventure that lies ahead of you if you'll step into that, trusting the Lord. Now, some of you might not know where do you even start. Dr. Ross gave us some great, great, great ideas, but I want to share one as we close with you. I've been teaching people around the world the one-minute witness that Oasis World Ministries put together. This is a simple way to share your testimony in a minute, and it's really easy. Simply write down on a piece of paper three words that describe your life before Christ. Who were you before Christ? For those of you that were born in a Christian home and maybe don't remember what your life was like before Christ, you could simply write down three words that really define you apart from Christ. What are those those core attributes of your sinful nature that you've become familiar with over the years, but that the Lord has given you increasing victory over? So who were you before Christ? How did you come to know Christ? At that point, maybe include a short synopsis of the gospel. Then finally, what has Christ done in your life? This is an important part where you contrast who you were before with three words that describe the change that Christ has accomplished in your life. You could summarize all that by reminding people who you'd be without Christ and who you are because of him, and then asking them if they'd be interested in knowing how Jesus could work in their life that way. It's really simple. Oasis encourages people to start by just simply walking up to someone and asking their permission, saying, hey, could I ask you a question? And if they say yes, you can simply say, could you tell me the greatest thing that's ever happened in your life? Hear them out. Establish some rapport. Listen to them. Ask them questions. Let them know that you actually care about their story. You could do this with a total stranger. Then you could simply say, can I tell you the greatest thing that's ever happened to me? And if they say yes, you respectfully tell them your story And don't take more than a minute or two. Try to keep it to that minute. And let them hear the good news of what Jesus has done in your life. And then ask them if they'd be interested in knowing how Jesus could do something like that in theirs. It's a great way to share your testimony, and it only takes about a minute. 
whoever you are, Jesus really is who he says he is. And you could have a relationship with him today through faith. You could say, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are and that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. Today, I ask you to be my Savior and Lord, to come into my life and to make me the kind of person that you want me to be. The Bible says that if you believe in Jesus, the Savior and Lord, you'll be saved. It's not a matter of all the good things you do. It's really a matter of your faith and whether or not you've trusted Christ as Savior. If you took that step today, please let me know. Go to GodSolutionShow.com and use the contact form. I'd love to hear about it, and I'd love to encourage you in your new walk with the Lord. For those of you that already do know the Lord, that already have believed in him as Savior and Lord, I want to encourage you to share your faith with others. People need to know the hope that you have in Jesus. That's why what we heard today from Dr. Ross is so important. I don't want you to forget. Go to Reasons.org, pick up Dr. Ross's book, Always Be Ready, learn some great principles about evangelism in that book, and make a commitment to sharing your faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. I love the way Bill Bright put it. He said, success in evangelism is simply taking the initiative in the power of the Holy Spirit and then trusting the results to God. The only way we fail in our witness is if we fail to witness. You guys, there's an adventure that awaits if we'll simply follow the Lord in obedience, sharing our faith in his power. I know God has people all around you that he strategically placed there so that they could hear the good news from you. Like I always say, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to The God Solution with Nate Herbst. We hope that you were encouraged by what you heard today and are better equipped to share Christ this week. You can get the audio from today's broadcast and all the past God Solution shows at GodSolutionShow.com. Thanks for listening and being a part of The God Solution.